Hello and welcome to EMS, History, Myth, and Media, a podcast for EMS and emergency department workers or just those who are interested in learning about this topic. This episode is entitled, Is the Scene Safe? and addresses the concept of risk to EMS personnel. Thanks for listening. I personally have been involved in EMS since the mid-1980s in various capacities. I've been teaching, uh, physician medical director for ambulance squads, and since 2004 I've been a regional EMS medical director for the state of West Virginia Office of Emergency Medical Services. And along with the other regional medical directors, we set policy and protocols for the state of West Virginia Office of EMS. And along with those other regional medical directors, we oversee each of our region's EMS agencies. Now, throughout the years, I have preached that the first priority on arrival at a scene is to ask the question, is the scene safe? EMS shows up at very tenuous locations, vehicle accidents, fires, environmental disasters, just to name a few. Before proceeding, personnel need to assess the likelihood that they may risk injury if they intervene. And as I have said multiple times, it does not improve the situation to add more victims. Well, let's look at the history and current state of EMS and project some trends into the future. Historically, of course, as I have pointed out before, the seeds of EMS come from military medical response during combat. The medics or corpsmen are on the front line, getting to the injured and evacuating them to initial medical care while simultaneously initiating life and limb saving measures. These individuals frequently head into dangerous situations, literally into the line of fire. This persists throughout the military and always will. When the U.S. developed EMT and paramedic practice in the late 1960s, again, that history was covered in previous episodes, but when EMS became a strategic part of emergency medical care, it was clearly decided that EMS was different than military response. For the majority of the time since the 1960s, first responders and EMS responders were told not to proceed into danger. Training and included securing the scene, well, for example, setting up a perimeter around a vehicle collision to prevent further injury from oncoming traffic. All of this protection for EMS has come into question in recent years. The concept of encouraging EMS to enter dangerous areas is now being considered. The two situations I'll address in this episode in turn are, number one, EMS accompanying law enforcement into active shooter situations, and number two, exposing personnel to dangerous, contagious, infectious situations. So first, let's consider having EMTs and paramedics enter dangerous situations along with law enforcement. This concept is now known as tactical EMS. We're well aware that active shooter situations have become a disturbingly frequent event in our country. And while the incident is active, police enter the scene in order to eliminate the threat, and victims clearly at risk of death are encountered as the police progress in pursuit of the shooter. Tactical EMS may accompany them to treat and evacuate those victims. Where did this all start? 
When 1965, in Los Angeles, Police Chief Gates developed the concept of a special weapons and tactics team, the SWAT team, and this has spread throughout the country since. And Chief Gates, at the time that he instituted this, said that medical personnel should accompany the SWAT team into the situation, and they were going to train them and provide medical response whenever uh, they went into these situations. Although it seems inherently obvious that people would need medical assistance in these incidents, what does this mean to the EMTs and paramedics going right in with those sweeping law enforcement squads? They're entering very dangerous areas, and they're putting their own safety and indeed their own lives in peril. This selfless dedication comes with some risk, not just to their safety, but also their jobs. It's questionable if insurance under which the EMS personnel operate in their usual duties extends to those tactical situations where they're operating with law enforcement, and perhaps not under the EMS agency with whom they typically work. If they're injured or killed while involved in this activity, will they be covered by insurance? And who pays their medical bills? So, as you can see, there are questions beyond just the physical safety of knowingly entering an unsafe scene. And there's some debate, obviously, among EMS policymakers about the details of tactical EMS. I'm sure you can imagine them, and I leave those debates to your imagination to decide whether you support the concept of tactical EMS or not. Now, allow me to switch topics again. Another unsafe situation which EMS is involved is not as obvious or as blatant as gunfire. And that is when EMS responds to potentially contagious patients. This, of course, is especially relevant during the COVID-19 pandemic. EMS personnel responding to calls for help in our homes where people are becoming increasingly ill with COVID-19 infection and need to be transported to emergency department. These patients obviously represent clear risk of transmission of infection. They are shedding the virus. EMS has, throughout the country, continued to respond. They routinely go in. They don personal protective equipment to decrease their risk, but not eliminate it. Because the patients are not wearing a I have COVID sign, universal masking and other mitigating measures are now employed by EMS responders so that people who are not as obviously ill with COVID, but who might be still spreading the virus, uh, decreases their risk to the EMS provider. And it must be assumed that many of the EMS responders are going to contract the, C uh, the COVID virus uh, in the line of work. Indeed, thousands of EMS responders have contracted COVID, and we have to assume that a lot of that is because of the fact that they are transporting COVID-positive patients. Unfortunately, many have died. As of late January of 2021, the website ems1.com documents 59 deaths of EMTs and paramedics across the country from COVID, and these are just the known deaths. Many states have a few. West Virginia only has one documented case of COVID in an EMS worker, but the state with the most is New Jersey with 14 deaths. Now, I'm sure that most people understand the risk that emergency responders face 
whether we're talking police, fire, or medical responders. After all, when dangerous situations arise, what do we do? We call 911, and we get the danger experts to respond and quell the danger. Uh, They are supposed to intervene and restore order and safety. The very action of intervening means heading toward the danger, be it fire, physical danger, or medical danger of contagion. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have some interest in the people who place themselves in some danger for the benefit of all the rest of us. I can tell you, in my more than 30 years of practicing emergency medicine, my regard and respect for the people who await the call and rush in where sane and sensible people turn and run from the danger, my admiration for them is immense. Responders are a distinct and special breed. They encounter awful circumstances routinely. They're witnesses to terrible human suffering and see things which are impossible to forget and which may over time cause intense psychological damage. And yet they respond. I've told people that as EMS and emergency medicine workers, we are the spectators of a never-ending parade of human suffering and disaster. And yet we respond. So if you're involved in EMS, you have definite opinions of how you will respond to that first question when you come on the scene. Is the scene safe? You have a feeling that you will either wait until safety is assured or you will forge ahead. My advice to you, regardless of which of these you decide, is to plan, just as we do in all disaster scenarios. Plan how you will respond and plan your activities before the situation arises. Well, that brings us to the end of this rather short episode of the podcast, EMS History, Myth, and Media. Thank you so much for listening, and until the next episode, this is Rex, and let's celebrate and thank EMS workers.